All right. All right, team, we're gonna get going here. What's that? You're just dancing. All right. So we are in a series called This Is Us, and this is a series that's about, it's about community, it's about friendship, and tonight we're talking about the, probably the closest friendship you can have, we're talking about dating. Um, here's the thing, can I just be honest with you for a second? Um, we map out kind of our teaching schedule for the entire year, and so if you want to know, hey, what are we teaching in March, I can tell you. There's always room for like it, it moving a little bit or, or us adjusting based off of where we feel like we, we feel like you guys need to hear. Um, and so let's be honest, we didn't have this schedule till February. Um, and then I kind of had this as we were talking with some of the leaders. I didn't want you to wait till February to hear about how to have healthy dating. That's just like a ton of time to have a lot of unhealthy stuff happen. So we're like, maybe we should talk about this before homecoming. Maybe we should talk about this. Maybe we should talk about this at the beginning of the school year. Maybe we should talk about it. So. Um, that's what we're doing. And here's the deal. Kind of when we've been talking about relationships and, and community, something I said last week, and I want you to hear it again. And I said this, what is happening here isn't happening anywhere else. I said this when we talked about community last week, when we talked about being real about what's, what's going on in our life. And last night, um, your leaders didn't share specifics about what you guys shared in your small groups, but they did say that you shared and you were vulnerable and you opened up. That's awesome that that happened last week. That's awesome. And again, you being honest and open, that's not happening anywhere else. It's probably not happening in your homes. It's probably not happening on your sports teams. For you to be honest and open about where you're at, it's really unique to what's happening here. We are doing community here in Trinity High School Group like no one else is doing community anywhere else. And, and so tonight, what I want to talk to you about is how can you date, if you're going to date, how can you date like no one else is dating? And so if you want to date like everybody else is, if you want to have the same baggage as everybody else, if you want to have as many unhealthy relationships as everybody else, then you kind of tune out and don't listen. Just kidding. Please don't do that. Um, it very sad. Um, but if you want to date like nobody else, um, then, then, then tune in tonight. Here's the deal. I'm going to say some things tonight. And if you love people who are blunt and tell you the truth, then you're going to have a great time. If it's your first time tonight and you don't really know me, you're like, why is this person telling me about this? Your counselors are people who have been to Baggage Island, right? And we are coming on shore from Baggage Island and we're saying, don't go to Baggage Island. Stay away from Baggage Island. And you're all about to board canoes. And you're like, this is going to be great. We've got the paddles. It's going to be awesome. And you're all loading yourselves into boats, heading for Baggage Temptation Island. And we see you and we see you going out. And then we see a giant shark come and just destroy you. So here's what I'm trying to say. If something that I say tonight sounds blunt or it sounds aggressive or it sounds real, I just want to say this. Your leaders, we don't say these things from a place of we got it all together. We say it from a place of we have been there and we've seen it. And we really would love it if you could avoid some of the crud and baggage and stuff that we experienced or that we saw our friends in high school and in beyond experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. So, so it's going to be a little bit blunt tonight. We're going to be going fast. We're going to go through this. But I want you to invite you to track with this. You might be saying, Joel, my parents don't let me date. I'm not allowed to date. I'm not going to date till I'm married. I love that. Do that. That's amazing. Um, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. You're probably going to date. Um, you know, a little side note here. Um, Christianity is like the only belief system. The only belief system that elevated singleness. Right? Who are the founders of Christianity? Jesus. Did Jesus ever get married? 
No. Did Jesus ever have sex? No. Who wrote most of the New Testament? Paul. Paul didn't get married. Paul didn't get married. Jesus didn't get married. The founders of this movement didn't have it. So our culture lies and says you have to have sex to be complete. You have to be in a relationship with, 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 with someone to be complete. Those are lies. They're lies. Singleness is not a disease. In scripture, singleness is a gift. Actually, Paul says if you're single, it actually frees you up um, to focus on pursuing Christ. Cool? So can everyone say that? Singleness is not a disease. Singleness is not a disease. All right? Stop trying to get out of it. It's not a disease. It can be a gift. So here's the big idea. If you miss everything else tonight, God wants to use your relationship status as a platform to bless others and give God glory. God wants to use your relationship status. Notice how I said your relationship status, which can be single or in a relationship or a bunch of other things. We're not going to get into that. Um, but God wants to use your relationship status, whether you're single or in a relationship. The, the point, and that's like all of life. God wants to use you on your football team. For what? For the blessing of others and the glory of him. God wants to use your academics for the blessing of others and the glory of him. Everything in your life he wants to use for those two things. Um, cool. So... We also had, we, we did an Instagram poll, uh, which I want to do, uh, we did Instagram questions for this, for this sermon. And I want to do that for more uh, sermons we do, because I think it's super fun. So you're going to see some Instagram questions that people asked. And here's the first one. When do you think the right age is to start dating? Someone asked that on Instagram. Great question. Super good question. Um, and I want to start here. I might say, so I'm going to start blunt, and then I might kind of soften it with, um, with some stuff. But, but um, as a rule of thumb, I just want to say, um, first of all, your parents are probably the ones who are going to decide that for you. So if your parents say you shouldn't date, you shouldn't date. Don't date behind their back. Tell them what's going on. Um, but here's the deal. From my experience, what I've seen, you're probably not ready to date. You're probably not mature to date, specifically if you're not a junior or senior. Not until you're upper class. I'm just, that's what I've seen. And you're like, Joel, that's really hard. And you might be dating here and you're a freshman. Look at it. I dated when I was in eighth grade. I dated when I was a freshman. I just know it's, it's not always the best. You know why? Because I have a lot of, I have a lot of dumb stories. You've probably heard this story. Ready, everyone? Welcome to the vault of Joel's dumb stories. Here it is. So there I was at Disneyland. You know what's cool about Disneyland? On the monorail, this is terrible. Um, on the monorail, they used to have these seats where you could snuggle with someone. And now, now the seats are boundary seats. I love it. Don't touch me seats. But it used to be where you would, you would you'd be able to like lean back. Anyways, anyways, sorry. So anyways, you go to Disneyland. Um, and I, I remember I, I was at Disneyland. There was this girl. Um, her name was Kaylee. We're going to say her name was Kaylee because that was her name. And she was there. And I really liked Kaylee. Um, and, and so the whole time at Disneyland, I... I I just, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted her to give me a sign that she was also into me. I want, so, I, you know, I was trying to like get my hand close to her hand. So we'd be on pirates and I'd kind of move it over and she kind of touched it. But I was like, was that because she was scared of the pirates or is that because she was into me? A little confusing. So we end up walking down main street. And so I make the move. I make the move and I take my arm and I put it around, around her neck. Not in control. All right, so. I put my arm around her. All right, this sermon is going to take way too long. All right, so I put my arm around her. And she looks at me and she smiles. She smiles, guys. 
The smile also had a little bit of fear in it. Do you know why? You know why, if you've heard the story. Because I look down, and the friend that I also went to Disneyland with is holding her hand. And, and if you know the story, my best friend, Adam, was holding her hand. He's, Adam is a senior guy counselor. He's not here because he had a baby. Um, and also, look at this. Can I say this with you? Adam and I, we went after the same girl. We also at one point dated the same girl. We are best friends today. So I just want to say this really quick. Not at the same time. That'd be weird. All right, so what is the whole point? Okay, hold on. We're closing up the vault of Joel's bad stories. But here's the deal. Here's what I want to tell you. When I say you're probably not ready to date, you probably want to wait till you're a junior or senior, it's because I, 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 it was just like a lot of dumb decisions. I don't know if anyone in here would be like, yeah, me dating freshman year, that was the great idea. Like, no, it's a vault of bad stories, okay? Um, so if you're like, I want to be a pastor one day and I want to have a cool sermon about dating, that's a dumb reason. All right, cool. So that is the first thing. So I guess what I want to ask you is, are you, um, the, the question is, when, you, when do you think the right age is to start dating? Um, and, and you guys will say, well, you, you, and, you and Vicky dated in high school. You'll say that because Vicky, my wife, we dated in high school. Um, and, and I think we'll say a couple things about that. One, we'll say, um, just because we did it doesn't mean it's smart. 99.8% of those relationships that you have in high school are going to not pan out. Um, I'm not saying that you, you wouldn't date then. I'm saying that you, you probably shouldn't act like that, that those are going to pan out. Um, but also, Vicky and I would also say, you know what? If we met in college, that'd be awesome. And also, probably our relationship would have been healthier. You know, our high school years weren't the healthiest in the world. Um, so just because just you're like, oh, you're, my counselor dated in high school, or we got married and it's fine. Um, you know, that is true. I want to put that out there that we did date. Um, but again, 99.8% aren't going to work out. Okay, so am I ready to date? There's a lot of bad reasons to, to date just because you want to date. I feel like I want people to know I have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Or I want someone to touch me. That's also a bad reason. I want to have a relationship status. I want to be less lonely. Do you know that there's something more lonely than being lonely? You're like, Joel, but I don't want to end up with just a ton of cats in my house alone. There is something more lonely... There is something more lonely than being alone. And I've, you've heard me say this before. There's something more lonely than being alone. And that's being in a relationship with someone who doesn't know you and love you and, per, and push you to pursue Christ. That's really lonely. To be in a relationship where someone is abusive and it's unhealthy. That's what, what really loneliness is. Okay, cool. So here we go. We're going to go through six keys to date like no one else. We had a question on Instagram and it's right here. How do I know if this person is the right person? Um, and so you can put your first one down. It's fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. So how do you know if this person is the right person? I just want to say this. This is kind of a, a way to answer that in a different way. We need to stop worrying about whether or not people are the right people. And we need to worry about, am I becoming the right person for someone in the future? We worry a lot about, is this person nice? Is this person good? Is this person lovely? But we, we don't worry about ourselves. Am I someone that someone would, would, would want to be with? Am I someone that would have a... You can't just say, you know what? When I'm like 
when I'm 30, I want to have a healthy marriage, but right now I'm just going to do whatever I want and it's not going to impact. Like you can't all of a sudden have a healthy relationship when you're 30. You can't build a future of righteousness on a past of sin now. Like the, 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 how we interact now, it's going to impact our future relationships. So um, that just means that we, we should care about who we are now. And we should say like, am I pursuing Christ? Am I fixing my eyes on Christ? Hebrews 12 says that we should fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So before you get into a relationship, you need to ask, are my eyes fixed on Christ? Am I following Christ? Um, Cool. Second point is, ask, does this person make me love Jesus more? Matthew 22 says that we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is the first and greatest commandment. I'm going to say something blunt here, and you're not going to like it. This means if you are a Christian, you should date a Christian. This means if you're a Christian, you should date a Christian. And I need to say this. It doesn't mean that you just date someone who says they're a Christian. You date a church-going, Bible-reading, gospel-believing, I-have-a-mentor-who-will-call-me-out-on-my-crud type of Christian. You, if, you, if you take your faith seriously and if you're following Jesus, you need to date someone who's following Jesus. Here's what I see. Um, you got to be a little careful here. But women, you're killing it. Girls in here... Just for the most part, when it comes to your faith, you're killing it. You probably know the Bible better than a lot of guys do in this room. You probably like go to, like, you, we have more women who are here in church, right? So guys, it's a good ratio. Anyways. Um, <laughs> can you say that? Um, women, you honestly, in a lot of ways, you are kicking our butt. But here's what happens. Women, what I've seen with my friends is sometimes women will settle for a guy who just kind of believes in God. Right now, I know people right now who, like, the girl, she was on fire for Christ and she settled for a dude that just kind of believed that there was a God that existed. Like that was enough. That they, oh, I just kind of believe there's something out there somewhere. And, and, and they get married and there's just frustration. And, and there's like, the, just the, that, that girl gets brought down. And so, so I, I guess what I'm saying is men, we need to step up. And then ladies, don't let us, I mean, this is not your job, but I'm just saying, <laughs> it's okay for you to say, you know what? I don't feel like we should date because I want you to go, I, I, I need a man who's pursuing Christ. And you're going to think that's like a big diss or whatever. But what if that guy actually went and started reading scripture, met with his leader and started praying and then came back to you and said, you know what? I, you know, wouldn't that be cool if we could, if we could say that? If, you know, actually, you're not in a place for me to date you because I need someone who loves Christ and, and will help me love Christ. Like, like women, it's okay for, for you to say that. Um, so don't settle. C.S. Lewis says a woman's heart should be so close to God that a man should have to chase him to find her. You could say that the other way. A man's heart should be so close to God that a woman has to chase God to find him. Um, cool. So we need to, 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 to find someone who makes us love Jesus more. Um, there's a bunch of, if you really wanted like 14 things to think about your relationship, you can put them up on the screen right now. Um, so the question was, is, is this person helping me love Jesus more? If you're like, that's too big of a question. Here's 14 smaller questions that are basically the same question. So if you want to take your relationship through this lens later, you can do it. Does this relationship make me love Jesus? Am I drawn into the church or away because of this person? Do you go to church more because of this person? Right? Um, can I be okay without this person? Am I free to be myself with this person? Can I disagree with them? Are my other relationships growing when I'm with this person? What do my closest friends and family think? Is this romance good and appropriate? Is, anyways, you can go through and you can read all these on your own. So that's this. Cool. That's for free. Um, number three, don't date them just because you're attracted to them. Guys, I need you to, I want to free you up here. Free you up. You're going to, right now, there are people who like people in this room. That doesn't mean you have to date. 
right? Just because you feel things for somebody doesn't mean that you need to be in a, in a dating relationship with them, okay? Like, just because you go to homecoming doesn't mean you need to date. Can we just, like, release you of all that pressure? You don't need to date. Charm is, this charm is deceptive. And beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Charm is deceptive. You guys will have hormones. We talked about this in our relationship series. You'll have hormones that fire for like the first 90 days in a relationship. And, and you just, like, you, and a lot of people go too far physically during that period and they stay a mess and they keep dating even though it's toxic. So just, you need to know, you're going to have a lot of hormones. You're going to think that you, you really love this person, that you really want to be with this person. And just because you feel like you want to be with them doesn't mean that you need to be with them. You don't have to date. Cool. Um, chemistry alone is not um, good enough for a relationship. So here's my suggestion. Number four, get closer to each other slowly over a period of time. What if you were to say, let's be friends for six months and then evaluate this? Well, Joel, they're going to leave me. Then why would you even start it? Let's be friends for six months because we know there's going to be a lot of hormones flying. Let's just like wait that out. Let's just be friends. Grow slowly over a period of time. Also, date in community. Date in community. Um, some people on Instagram were asking, like, how do I balance time with friends and, and time alone? And, and what I see with high school students is a lot of the time, every, they just want to be together. Um, the couple wants to be together. Where when, when, I mean, Vicky and I, we did some things right in high school, and that was that when we dated, we dated in community. So we all go to the movies together. We all go to Disneyland together. And it's not awkward to hang out with Joel and Vicky. Because why? Your relationship is meant to bless other people. If it's weird to be around you because you are too close to this other person, you're always touchy-feely, that is not a good thing. That relationship is a no-no, toxic, red flag. Cool. Other people should feel excited that you two walk into the room. Awesome. I'm going to feel comfortable and safe and known and loved because they're here. Not, oh gosh, they're sitting on the couch again. Okay. (laughs) Get closer slowly over a period of time. Five, establish... Establish clear physical boundaries. There was an Instagram question. What do I do if my significant other is tempting me to do stuff that I know is bad? This is a really good question. What do I do if my significant other is tempting me to do things that are bad? Um, 1 Corinthians 6, 18 says this. Flee from sexual immorality. What's sexual immorality? Sexual sin. What's sexual sin? Stuff involving your sexual organs. Okay. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits outside the body. Here's the thing about sex. Um, Sex is so different than other sins because biologically, how you're wired, it's meant to connect people. So people who become numb to it and and done it so many times, I have a friend, and it's just where they've had that happen so many times that their connection apparatus is actually a little bit broken and they're numb to it. Um, but it's meant to create a connection. It, sex is a sign, which means it's, it's like a symbol. It's a metaphor for God's relationship with the church. That's what marriage is. Marriage is meant to be a reflection of God's relationship with us and how he loves us. And so when we get marriage, when we get sex right, when it's in the boundaries that God created it, that's what it's meant to be. It's a sign and it's also a seal, which means it does something. It connects people together. Um, and so what do we do? We flee from sexual immorality. We flee from those things. Um, and so people love to ask that question, like, how far is too far? And I, like, want to be snarky, and I want to say, that's a dumb question. Because everyone's like, how far is too far? Like, I want to figure out how far can I get from the edge of the cliff before I die? Um, and so I would say, run in the opposite direction, right? Instead of just figuring out the, oh, how far is too far? Run in the opposite direction. But um, I also feel like I was told that in high school, and it wasn't very helpful for me. Um, so I want to be just a little bit specific with you. Um, when, you when you're considering your boundaries, um, 
I've already said this, but anything that involves your sexual organs is sex. Okay, it is sex. So if you're like, we're just not going to have sex, and maybe we won't do, like, you just need to be blunt. Like, we're going to kiss, or, or we're just going to hug. That'd be great. Uh, we're going to hug, <laughs> we're going to kiss, and that's it. Okay, I'm just saying, if you open up the door any further, that's sex. And, it, it, I mean, that, it, you're, you're done. Um, I also want to say, like, if, if that's been your journey, and if you feel like this sermon was, like, five years too late, um, dude, just because you, you've been through, through something, You've experienced something. It doesn't mean that you should just keep going down that road. Um, there's newness that God wants to give you, um, that Jesus wants you. There's hope for future relationships. There's there's hope for a lot of good things. Um, so don't write this off just because you feel like you've already like blown it in this area. Because um, some of us have had things that have also been done to us that we didn't even initiate. Right? We've had people do things to us sexually that we didn't even want. And so some of you need to be released from blame and shame tonight because that doesn't belong here. That was in my notes, but it was there. Okay. Um, I will not text this person at night. When the sun goes down, your phone goes down. I've just found when you're at night in bed, just bad text messages start rolling out. Uh, also, if this guy or girl wants to send you a nude or wants you to send them that, that's immediate block, shut it down. They're done. Okay? All right. Cool. Um, all right. So, shh. There's a lot more I can say about this, but um, again, if 99% of your relationships in high school don't pan out, then I just want to be honest. If you're doing things sexually with someone right now, you're doing it with someone's future spouse. And, and, and theoretically, someone could be doing that with your future spouse. Isn't that weird to think about? I just want to lay that out there for you. Okay. Last one. You guys are doing so great. Number six. Make sure others are involved in supporting your relationship. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Proverbs 27, 17. Um, I said this before, but you should talk to your parents about your relationship. They should know what's going on. Um, if you pull away from your friends because of this relationship, probably what's happening is you're so like infatuated with that person that you have actual like hormonal blinders on where you're like, why are my friends being so dumb? Why are they being so weird? She's great. He's great. And they're like, what the heck are you doing? Um, we need to be able to let people speak truth into our lives. Um, also, your leaders, raise your hand if you're a leader in here. These leaders, they are here for you. No, you have a resource. You basically have a life coach for four years. And you usually have to pay those people like thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. They're here for free. They want to meet with you. They want to pour into you. They want to hear about stuff. They're not going to sit there and lecture you. They're going to sit there and listen. And if you want advice, they're going to be about that. Cool. Um, so. I feel. <laughs> so here's the deal. Team. Um. What I want you to think about right now is these three things before we, before we go into what's next. Um, what are three non-negotiables for your future dating partner? Okay? You get to decide these things. And I hope that the first one isn't, I think they're really cute. Um, that could be three. Um, I hope that it's, they love Jesus. They help me love Jesus more. They value family. Like, I hope that they're good, deep things. You get to decide. Because again... Just because you want to date someone and are attracted doesn't... No one in here, you don't need to date. You don't need to date. And if you don't date in high school, you will walk away and be a full human being. 
And you will not like fade away and die if you graduate and not have dated. Um, it's funny. There's just been some. Well, yeah. I know. I guess no. There's been uh, I, sometimes we just we see um, we see students who like th- throughout their four years like they don't date. Like I remember there was this one guy and he and he did no girls ever asked him out, never asked him to a dance, didn't date, and the whole time the staff the staff sat there, our high school team, and we were like. This guy is amazing. He should be on The Bachelor. I mean, that's not I maybe mean, that's not a good thing. Uh, he's he's like solid. He loves God. He's we we just were like, and no one's. It's just crazy. There might be people in here and you can, that you might have written off. And so I guess I'm saying, just because you no one dates you or you don't date anyone, doesn't mean you're an incomplete person. Doesn't mean it's a disease. Doesn't mean you're trash. Because um, again, I, I've seen. Um, yeah, I've seen it where that's not the case. So, cool. We want you to take two minutes. I want you to write down the three non-negotiables. The things that, you know what? It doesn't matter the situation or circumstance. These are three things that you need to see in a dating partner. Cool? Because you're going to keep these. You're going to post them somewhere, laminate them on your car. All right. So write, write it down. You got two minutes. Go for it. <laughs> It sounds like you're having some good discussion already, which sounds like small groups are going to be great tonight. Um, hey, as we, it might kind of seem a little bit weird to, to go into worship right now, um, but I just want to say this. Um, when it came to Jesus loving you and coming to you, he, he, had no nego- he had no non-negotiables. Right? Jesus didn't come to you and say if you had things together. Jesus didn't come to you and say if you were pure. He didn't come to you and say if you haven't blown it then I'll come to you. He comes to you and enters into your mess. It's the coolest love story because he loves you now, here, in this moment, even when you've blown it. And that's, that's the Jesus we get to respond to. Um, so as we reflect and as we think about Jesus' love for us, let's uh, end with this one song. You guys can stay.